0: Welcome back. This is the second hour of the live edition of Truth Jihad Radio. Kevin Barrett looking for all of the most uncomfortable truths. And I think we, we we found a few uncomfortable truths there in the first hour with John Hankey about the Uvalde shooting. And uh, now let's move on to an even more uncomfortable topic. Joe Biden. I have found the craziest eccentric In all of America to bring on the show, arguing the most outlandish point. It's far beyond a conspiracy theory. It's crazier than flat earth. It is. Joe Biden is doing a good job. No, no, (laughs) Kevin. Where did you find somebody who would actually claim to uphold that end of a debate? Well, I had to dig deeply until I finally came to lawyer, uh, philosophy professor, author, and all-around interesting character, Sterling Harwood. Hey, Sterling, uh, welcome, and congratulations on your courage to dare to defend Joe Biden in public.
1: Well, thank you for your uh, warm welcome and a great introduction there. Yeah, uh, I heard that uh, Joe Biden had reached his low point in the polls, even lower than Trump was at this time in Trump's presidency. And so I thought I just had to call you up and ask uh, to uh step into the breach and uh turn this uh sick puppy around. <laughs> if you wait much longer you'll be the <laughs> last man on earth.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so where do you start? Uh where do you even start trying to defend Biden?
1: Yeah, well actually there's well there's so many criticisms that there are plenty of places to start. Um the one that's in the news the most right now is gun control, and and I think you and I might differ here um, uh, from what I've heard of your uh, shows in the past. I haven't uh, religiously listened to every last uh, uh, sound of uh, every show, but uh, you seem to be against uh, gun control, uh, certainly not for gun control the way Joe Biden is. But I think the events are playing out to show that we don't have a satisfactory level or of restriction in gun control. And we could probably use more with the red flags, uh, statutes or have training. I think we ought to have training required in these young, especially if they're young. We could require that 18-year-olds, if they buy uh, a gun right uh, when they turn 18, that they go through more extensive training. And uh, then we might be able to spot some of these uh, people. The trainers could be skilled uh, and trained to be, uh, you know, befriend these people and maybe get them to open up uh, to them uh, to the point where a red flag could be uh, issued and uh, they could be restricted in their uh, gun. Wait a minute, American stuff, gun trainers? (laughs) Not have a thousand rounds of ammunition. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Well, I
0: I was was being facetious. I said American Stasi gun trainers. But no, but seriously, Sterling, actually, I don't really disagree with you that much. I mean, that's not a that's not a bad idea, really. However, uh, how does that like really support Joe Biden?
1: Well, Joe Biden is for more gun control. Trump is against gun control. And he's been very clear about it. I mean, people say Trump is dishonest, but I think he's remarkably honest about where he stands on a lot of issues. You know, he said he was going to appoint. I wanted to talk about abortion too. He said where to start. Uh, Biden's appointment to the Supreme Court and the upcoming. Uh, striking down of uh, Roe versus Wade. Well, wait, wait, Biden's wait. No, right. let's,
0: let's finish the gun control conversation oh, yeah, first. Sure. Okay, okay well, so, so Biden, is, like there's 60%, yeah, is, 60% of Americans favor uh, more gun control, let's say. So that's like, what, uh, 180 or whatever million Americans. So Biden is one of these 180 million Americans. So that's his opinion. Well, why, he's does a leader. That, why does that qualify him for, for being a good president? Well, he's a leader. He's been around
1: for decades, and he's been leading – He helped to pass, I believe, a Clinton-era gun control law. Believe it or not, Clinton was able to get gun control through. And Reagan, even with the Brady bill, got some gun control through. So it can be done. Yes, we can do this. Is Biden doing
0: it? What has Biden done? Well,
1: Manchin is on the way, my friend. Uh, We can't even get 50 Democrats lined up where uh, Harris can break the vote. So you know, you have to. You have to take uh, Biden in context. You know, he doesn't have a huge mandate. Uh, he got the same mandate that uh, Trump got, 307 electoral votes, but he didn't get the coattails to bring in uh, even 51 votes in the Senate. So you can't expect them to have a huge legislative agenda as long as the filibuster is there. And and as long as we don't have, you know, Manchin is a conservative uh democrat there okay, are okay so you basically just right. want to give
0: biden points for his opinion he you you, you agree with his opinion on no, that issue so leader he gets a for point
1: years. no you missed what i said earlier he's been a leader for decades on gun control he was head of the senate judiciary committee when gun control through went through there and he uh worked but, but, they, but we're talking about him
0: doing a good job as president we don't care what he did right, well
1: i'm saying he can't do it as president uh, legislatively because he's got joe manchin now, you have to make reality adjustments. You can't. Okay, he but, but said he's, does, he earn, way does, what, what, does
0: says, he earn a point? Does he earn a point? Does he earn our applause for, for doing nothing just because he can't do anything?
1: No, no, he's not doing, he's speaking out. He's doing what he can, but he's got Joe Manchin in the way. But here's the way, uh, sensically politics is the art of the possible. And I've heard Biden say that when people say, why haven't you done this or that? And he says, Politics is the art of the possible. It's not possible with Joe Manchin as a Democrat. And if he switched to a Republican, it wouldn't help either. make it even worse. So he's trying to hold together a very fragile coalition. That's what he's doing. And he's been doing other good things like getting uh, unemployment uh, back uh, you know, to very low levels uh, after the COVID the collapse under Trump, which sent uh, unemployment skyrocketing. Wait, how does he and get credit a- for that? Well, he's the president of the United States. He has all sorts of power. He pumped a lot of money into the. May have pumped too much money into the economy because we have inflation. But so, fortunately, a lot of people okay. have colas. A lot of people have cost of living adjustments. But a lot of people don't. So it's not a perfect world. The problems remain. Uh, but at least, and some inflation did go down to I think 6.3 percent. It was up as high as eight percent in change, but now it's down to 6.3, which is still too high some people think it's much higher uh, pardon me
0: some people think that the official numbers are understated
1: yeah that's true you can always be suspicious of what government tells you you know uh, if the stoplight is red maybe it's really green you know because it's run by the government that damn stoplight you know they're probably setting up road accidents to help those lawyers Get some business. So yeah, well, the government li- the government
0: lies so much, Sterling, that it's kind of par for the course, isn't it? I mean, they 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 well, lie to us about every nine eleven. The entire nine eleven wars history is complete BS. The whole much of what they teach us in school is BS. Uh, you know, we presidents assassinated like Kennedy, as you know. Uh, yeah. We have just it's a long list of all of the most important issues were being lied about by the government and the media. So why should people necessarily say, oh, but, their it, unemployment it, figures it, are perfect?
1: You know, you're painting with a broad brush. So, of course, government lies, especially in wartime, uh, and it's well documented. I agree with you on 9/11 being an inside job, and I certainly agree with you on JFK um, not being a lone, nut who was a loner. I mean, Oswald, first of all, was not a loner. He was married with two kids, and he was a full, had a full-time job. He had he was in a carpool in 1963, and ahead of his time, and he was. Um, he was a warehouseman, full-time employed, and uh, he had friends. You know, the Paynes were friends of his. Uh, CIA uh, people, yeah. More and Shale, uh, yeah. There's C- his CIA controller. Connected. Well, I yeah. think he was CIA too because he had a two hundred one file, and he joined. Yeah, he was the Marines, reporting to the. He was that, reporting to the FBI. Yeah, he. he uh, this guy named uh, Mark North, uh, in his book *Act of Treason*, even has some documents showing that. Uh, and they never released the Oswald's uh, tax records, but there's some uh, something similar to tax records or a partial tax record that Mark North uh, put in his book, Act of Treason. So, and he had a 201 file. My mother worked for the CIA. She had a 201 file. If you work for the CIA, you have a 201 file. It's just the, yeah. Well, of course, he was a, fa-
0: he was a fake defector. He was part of a fake defector program. There were several others. Yeah, right. I mean,
1: you want to probe. And there were three others around that time, about 1959. There were about three others who went over there, and they all came back. Okay, so, okay, so probably, we totally
0: agree. We agree that go- yeah, the government yeah. Well, well the man JFK has a
1: hole the size of a baseball in the back of his head, and Oswald hmm. was shooting, if he was shooting at all, from the back. And he wasn't shooting baseball-sized bullets, and he wasn't shooting frangible hollow-point bullets, uh, according to the official story. So he's not the one who put the baseball-sized hole in the back, I repeat, back of JFK. So I agree with you. There's a lot of lying. The Warren Commission lied. Alan Dulles on the Warren Commission lied. So, and, you know, government is a pretty damn big entity, and it's been going on for over 200 years here in the U.S. So, of course, you're going to get government lying, especially in wartime, to seize advantage against an enemy in wartime. So, sure, but... Uh, that doesn't mean every single you know stoplight is wrong. It's it's really green when it says red. I mean, but, but they, have they have a motive. motive to
0: under, understate uh, inflation numbers. But in any case, okay. So Biden gets he gets points for low unemployment. He loses points for high inflation. Well, he, so that ends up canceling out, and we still have no positive points for Biden. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, he helped reduce the price of oil.
1: By, uh, releasing a <laughs> by invading Russia oil. through Ukraine?
0: <laughs> no, he, he so.
1: released. He released. The, no, well, you didn't hear what I said. So you can't really disagree with what I'm, what I'm saying. So uh, he released yeah. a record amount of oil in our strategic oil reserves, and the price of gas uh, dropped or oil dropped to twenty four percent after he did that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, but they, that's uh, only after he drove the price through the roof by attacking Russia through Ukraine.
1: Well, see, there's where we disagree there, because I think Putin invaded
0: Ukraine. I don't think...
1: I, I think NATO invaded attack. Russia
0: through Ukraine.
1: Well, I don't think uh, you can show that kind of direct link. I mean, we want to expand NATO, and we are... Expanding and that, that's illegal. We promised
0: Russia we wouldn't. That's declaring war on Russia to expand NATO beyond what it was in 1990.
1: Well, I don't think... You'd have to show me the promises. Binding. What is that, the Minsk Accords or something?
0: It was an oral promise by James Baker and others yeah, repeating it I, after that. I don't,
1: I don't think that's binding, man. I think you've got to be careful. You yeah, know, Ger- George,
0: George W. Bush said he, he, he said times change. He said we don't have to keep our promises because times change.
1: Yeah, he, he also
0: said, that Baker
1: read promised my, it, but he said times change. Yeah, he, he's a liar, too. He said read my lips, no new taxes, and he said read my hips. He was swiveling to another position and he
0: raised taxes.
1: So I get it. Politicians are known for being liars. It's true. And uh, and, and
0: Biden, and Biden but, screwed the pooch by starting a war in Ukraine. The oil's no, through the roof. And then he Biden lowered it. it a little bit. True. So again, he doesn't get any net points. He get, no, wins a point and loses a couple of points.
1: No, he's fighting. Uh, he's, he's, you know, Look, the Finns and the Swedes are not idiots. They don't join losing sides. They're joining NATO because they know it's a winning side. And it will protect them from this, apparently, a madman who's invading country, you know, one after the other. Oh, He's not totally got totally mad because he, he got away with it more or less. He did get some sanctions, but they were relatively mild compared to the new stuff yeah, by annexing Crimea. But, you know, when you get that positive reinforcement, and then he was able to uh, foster, foment uh, civil war in the Donbass region, and so, well, what are you saved. talking about
0: moment that the Ukra Nazis were exterminating the people of Donbass there are one point five million refugees well, from Donbass who fled for their lives. Well 15,000 have been murdered by Yukro-Nazi shelling since uh, 2014 and all well, of this here. could have been prevented if the Ukraine had st- stood by the Minsk agreements but Ukraine well, we refused to stand by the Minsk agreements went against breaking their word just like we broke James Baker's word to the Russians about expanding NATO, NATO. Wow. Ukraine broke its word at under orders from the United States if it had simply respected their own agreement the Minsk agreements none of this would have happened
1: yeah, well, James Baker cannot bind future presidents. He was not even president. Yeah, just and like then, Trump can
0: uh, can tear up the Iran nuclear deal because American leaders are psychopathic, predatory, mass-murdering assholes who need to all be <laughs> hanged for treason. Well, all of them, including you really, Joe Biden.
1: Tell me what you really think, uh, Kevin. So, yeah. um, well, there's an element of truth in what you say, my friend, but uh, but only an element. Um you know, if, if Biden wanted wider war, I mean, he certainly could cause it. I mean, he could have put U.S. troops on the ground. He could have kept the Marines guarding our embassy or put them back in when we reopened the embassy. He could have tried to establish a no-fly zone. He didn't do that. He he's not that stupid.
0: He, he, does, he doesn't want nuclear war.
1: Right. So if he wanted a wider war, he, he wants to bleed homicidal... Russia. He
0: wants, he wants to lure the bear into another bear trap like Zabrinsky did, uh, yeah, did in Afghanistan.
1: But he's a homicidal maniac and wants a wider war. he had plenty of opportunities to pursue that, and he didn't so that's why I think he's probably not a homicidal
0: maniac
1: um, you know, and he's not associated with mysterious deaths like uh Vince Foster and Ron Brown. He's not some like some of the other people you're talking about apparently so uh i don't no, think uh,
0: his, his son hunter does some pretty uh weird things with kids and mafiosi and yeah, cuts in the big guy on pretty on corrupt drugs, business
1: Kevin. i don't know if this if you've heard of this but you know you can't control your kids all the time and some of them get hooked on drugs but others become go to war and fight for their uh country and get sick and die so uh you know he had two kids and uh two sons and so anyway uh yeah right but Hunter oil was oil cutting drive. him in on those shifty
0: person. deals with Ukrainian mobster oligarchs uh
1: well, I don't think you can lay that at uh I don't think you can lay the entire you know ukraine Russia war at Joe's uh, doorstep because you know on february twenty fourth of this year it was Putin who was the one who ordered the invasion it wasn't Biden. And, you know, and they have 11 time zones in Russia. This idea that they were getting claustrophobic because we had a NATO country, uh, in all 11 time zones or something, it's just silly. No, You're come come on Sterling. Silly.
0: The Russia has been repeatedly invaded from the west. Napoleon did it, Hitler did it, and the Russians made it absolutely You know how you deal better. with that. In 2008 that? there was a conference where we said we're going to bring Georgia into NATO. Russia said, "Nyet, ain't going to happen. Uh, World War 3 before that happens." And we didn't listen and Russia went into Georgia. And then in 2014, the CIA overthrew the democratically elected government of Yanukovych and installed a neo-Nazi front regime, which has been in charge in Ukraine ever since, taking orders from the U.S., which trained neo-Nazis the same way they trained ISIS in those countries. And we essentially provoked the Russian bear over and over and over, perpetrating genocide in the Donbass. And finally, Russia the whole time kept saying, no, no, you've got to stop, you've got to stop. And finally, at around December, January, Putin gave us an ultimatum and said, this is it. We have to sit down and talk. Our national security, this is existential for us. Our national security interests are such that you cannot. Put Ukraine into NATO, which is going to mean nuclear missiles five minutes from Moscow. You can't do that any more than we could take over Canada in a a Russian coup d'etat and install a Soviet puppet regime of anti-American Nazis dedicated to exterminating every U.S. American and then put nuclear missiles on the Canadian border. You wouldn't let us do that. And we're not going to let you do this in Ukraine. You need to come and sit down and talk with us. And we're going to hash this out. And you know what the Americans and Biden said? Screw you. And so the Russians did what? They said it had to do, which is essentially follow up on the words that they've laid out and made absolutely Work. 100% clear since 2008.
1: <laughs> well, the problem one of the problems I have with believing this story you're telling is that, uh, you know, there the world's eyes were on Putin standing next to Trump in Helsinki, Finland. And did Putin say anything about Nazis exterminating people at the Helsinki press conference? He would have gotten my attention. And, and did he ask to give a speech to the U.N. complaining about the genocide? Did he go to the Israelis and say, you know, Jews are being killed in uh, the Donbass region by these Nazis running around? Um, I, so I, don't, I don't think there are that many Jews that. in the Donbass. He Danbas. didn't do the usual things you would try to do. To de-escalate. He didn't call for the UN to put in peacekeeping troops. Wrong, wrong, um, wrong. Uh, they de-
0: uh, negotiate the Russians and everybody else in the region worked negotiated uh, the Minsk agreements. And and that whole yeah, time, Russia has been screaming from the rooftops about the what's Minsk been going on in Donbass.
1: The Minsk agreements did not get ratified by the U.S. Senate. They're not binding on Biden or anybody else in America. Binding and on so Ukraine and, and the work. Ukraine
0: is a puppet, U.S. puppet government, but it's binding on the Ukraine government, even which is a U.S. Quite,
1: puppet. Yeah, well, if some other government somewhere breaks the agreement that it had with somebody, that doesn't fall on the doorstep of Joe Biden. But they didn't do see Putin if he were really a peacenik the way you portray him, and he, you know, and he was afraid of an invasion by uh, Finland, Sweden, and Ukraine, and the rest of. Uh, would be made. No, the the U.S. we don't know. We have all these these counterfactual assumptions that if only they had abided, abided by the uh, Minsk Accords, the world would have ended up this way. We don't know timelines stretching out into the future like that, unless you're in a Star Trek episode or something, Kevin. We just can't tell what the timeline is going to be with that kind of
0: level of precision.
1: So something else may have derailed uh, the peace. But what you do is you call on the the
0: U.S. ordered Ukraine to violate the Minsk agreements. That's what
1: show me the order signed by Joe Biden and then we'll talk about it. But anyway, in the meantime, what you do when you get in situations like that, Kevin, is you call on UN peacekeeping troops. You get some Pakistanis or some Indonesians or Indians and you deck them out with blue helmets and you have them march up and down all day long. Uh, On the uh, regions that you're worried about the West invading you on in Western Russia or in uh, Belarus or uh, Kazakhstan or whatever you want to wear. I'm I'm sorry.
0: I don't think that Russia is so worried about an invasion per se as an invasion. Uh, preceded by a first nuclear strike, which has been the U.S. doctrine for quite some time now, that we will be the first to strike in well, any have, nuclear war. We've
1: only done that in Japan, and uh, that's when we had a nuclear monopoly, but now we don't. So it would be very foolish uh, and held the peace you know, ever since uh, the no, we, we we've surveyed. threatened
0: we've threatened to deliver first nuclear strikes on dozens of countries. I have a book, I forget the title, right here in my library that goes through the gory details of dozens of U.S. threats uh, forcing other countries to do our bidding well, at nuclear gunpoint. And that's what Russia's Russia is afraid of. That we're going to get the ability Russia, to force them to do what what we want them to do at well, nuclear gunpoint. It's kind of a phony issue
1: because Russia's got this. Um, you know, transonic or whatever they call it, uh, uh, missile. Plus, it's always been a phony issue because of submarines. You know, submarines were even closer when Kennedy saved the world and got the missiles removed from Cuba. There were even closer nuclear weapons in submarines. So it's always been a bit of a phony issue. If we really wanted to have a first strike, we could have a first strike. But the point is, we wouldn't really gain much from it, and we'd lose a whole lot we wouldn't be able to take out everything on a first strike. And, you know, we know that and they know that. And so, uh, it wouldn't be much of a world left after the first strike. That's why there's been no first strike except on Japan, which couldn't strike back. We didn't, there was no mutually assured destruction with Japan and they were fighting fanatically and Harry Truman, a Democrat. And so you can blame Biden for joining a party of Harry Truman. Um, but when they tell you that Democrats are not tough guys. Just remember, you know, Truman dropped the bomb twice, basically on civilian populations. I don't think either one. I don't don't think uh,
0: that's tough. I think that's just being a psychopathic, mass-murdering war criminal. All
1: right. Well, you know, uh, Jesus is a prophet, a prophet, not the prophet, in uh, Islam, and I believe you're a Muslim. And so, you know, the Prince of Peace, you know, talks about, you know, it's the last opportunity uh, for peace. It's not that you... You're supposed to turn the other cheek, Kevin. You may have heard that. So just because somebody does something threatening to you, you know, you're speaking like a road rage guy, like, or somebody at a bar, like he looked at my wife and drooled, and so I broke a bottle and stabbed him right in the throat, you know, or you know, he cut me off and, uh, you know, uh, took my place in line, so I came out and slashed his tires. So uh, I followed him down the road and slashed his tires. Yeah, that road rage kind of escalation is, you know, you don't invade a country of 44 million people just because you've got some threats going back decades uh, to have a first strike capability. I mean, you've got submarines right off the East Coast. Even Trump complained. That's one of the key things he did complain about was that Russian warships were off the East Coast early in the Trump presidency, and Trump complained about it publicly. So I think Trump's a little more anti-Russian than people – given credit for it. And all that increasing of the NATO budgets for the military of NATO, you know, that definitely was hurting um, Russia. So, you know, you might as well blame Trump
0: for making Putin feel nervous. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, tr- it right, Trump, well, it was actually Trump. It was Trump who uh, made Ukraine a de facto member of NATO by sending all of those trainers and weapons. So, yeah, this is just as much. It's a bipartisan problem. And the issue right, is well, the NATO. Obama, NATO was the doing Obama this,
1: and Biden NATO was under the command of the neocons. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah but the Obama-Biden Obama, administration did not send weapons to Ukraine. They specifically did not do that. And, in fact, I think Obama was aware uh, of this Nazi problem uh, that you're mentioning. So I think he even ha- may have had that in mind. That's true. didn't play it yeah. up. Putin should have yeah. gone and made a big deal about
0: it. Yes, he did. See, and, see, Sterling. I, I've noticed you've made uh, the same specious points over and over on a long list of issues. You see, basically you're you're using the the fallacy that because I haven't heard about it, it can't have happened. And this is no, I, I hear this fallacy what, all the time. From, so but, you
1: heard about it at Helsinki? I, I've, I've I've heard. In the, I know
0: about. You know, you, you, you're pulling something out of your rear end here, Helsinki. I don't rem. You know, I don't know about this one particular press conference, but I do know that the Russians have been screaming about Trump, the massacres in Donbass ever since they began in 2014.
1: Right, but if that's true, why didn't
0: Putin go
1: and get peacekeepers and the UN and call? You know, They know how to issue a press release. They know how to have a, a, a side-by-side press conference with Trump to get the world's attention on something. He had the world's attention, and did he mention this horrible problem of Nazi genocide? in eastern Ukraine? No, he did not. So you know, I, don't, I, I don't I don't think peacekeepers would be saying. a
0: reasonable option because the US has a veto on the Security Council and the US would agree with Ukraine's contention that the Donbass is part of Ukraine. So Russia trying yeah, to but they
1: do that all the time, Kevin. They 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 raise points that are going to get vetoed by the other side just as a uh for the political hay that they get out of it. See, look, we tried and we exposed how uh noxified the U.S. is or what a great Satan the U.S. is because they vetoed this.
0: Uh, OK, so, so you can think of a bunch of wonderful PR ideas that you think would have been really great PR for Putin's point, And he didn't follow those better PR ideas. Better than an ideas.
1: invasion, Kevin. Better than an invasion of a country of 44 million. He lost Finland and Sweden. Sweden's been neutral for 200 years. And Stalin couldn't even convince them to join NATO. But they join NATO now with Putin, your hero.
0: Well, first, per- Putin is not my hero, but I, Good, I just but think I think Putin. It, yeah, no, P- Putin is a <laughs> uh, a competent and patriotic leader who is trying to do the best for his he's own dying, people, which is a lot more than we result. can say about any of our presidents, perhaps he's since John Kennedy in, in October, and he's
1: changed. dying apparently of blood cancer, and he wants to go out with oh, a bang. He here. doesn't want to go out with a whimper. You know, that's what I think is going. I, I think
0: you're reading too much American mainstream media. I mean, if you should watch our False Flag Weekly News Program, where once again, to every week we go through this long list of the stories that have been put out in the mainstream media about the Ukraine Russia War, and show how they're just lie after, well, lie, after just a, lie after lie after lie after lie. Well, so uh, it's and, the mainstream. And, and this media, week you they're on
1: YouTube it. Hey, you can get somebody on a cell phone uh, on YouTube to say the same thing that I just said. So you know, it's not just the mainstream media. There are various rumors and things coming out, and they they gurgle up and percolate on YouTube and Yeah, that's called that's called sources. CIA
0: disinformation, Sterling.
1: It could be, but I mean, yeah. Okay, what
0: the big story we covered like the big story this week about anti-war protests in Russia. Okay, so here's the two big stories of this huge Russian anti-war movement. The first story is that a Russian diplomat. Uh, resigned his post and, and went to Davos and basically begged them to give him a fortune and to take him in one of their Learjets back to America. And that, you know, uh-huh. that, that's between the lines slightly. And then the other big uh, story that Russian peaceniks hate Putin and are protesting this evil war story was that there supposedly there's a concert that where a bunch of Russians chanted anti-war slogans at a concert. Well, guess what? The video that Newsweek took to report this huge story had been viewed like 130 times total, and it it showed some concert that nobody could identify and you couldn't understand the Russian or whatever language it was of the noise being made by the crowd. And then some whoever had made this dicey video had put these English uh, translations, supposedly, of uh, these pro-peace slogans. The whole thing was complete BS. They had some, hey, you some know, kid in their basement you know, seven, somewhere, took some concert footage, and made a bogus uh, Russian peace yeah, protest seven, concert yeah. video. So and this, Newsweek recorded it in shock.
1: Kevin, I'm shocked shocked that there's gambling in Casablanca. Look, the first casualty of war is truth. They will lie during wartime. It's just going to happen. So you shouldn't be so shocked that you've uncovered a lie in the service of Uh, a war effort but but, but it's all lies i mean
0: the the entire pattern of coverage in the western mainstream media of of this war is lie after lie after lie lie after lie and you're sort of you're parroting them and then you're saying well i'm shocked shocked anybody lies and then you're going ahead and believing lies like putin has cancer or you know this was a russian war well i just said i think
1: that's that's my hypothesis i'm i'm willing to have it falsified if you've got his health reports by all means, uh, you know, some them, idiot
0: posts this on social media, and you believe it, just like you probably believe those no, hundreds I said that at the concert were chanting for peace. That's my
1: hypothesis. That's what I, I said. That's what I think is going on is that he wants to go out with a bang rather than a whimper. In other words, that's my hypothesis. I it's not but a. What, why, do you
0: think, why do you think these so-called rumors that that some unattributed source is just throwing onto social media somewhere are true? I
1: well, I said it's a hypothesis that it's true. I didn't say. That
0: well, why, it's my rock what's your evidence that it's true?
1: I'm gonna bet my. I never said I was gonna bet my life on. I just said, I think that's what's probably going on. But what's the evidence? Give me some.
0: Give me some evidence.
1: Well, he sits at these tables uh, at long distances, and if you're receiving cancer treatments, it reduces your immune system's ability to fight off viruses, and so maybe that explains why he's sitting. And he was not very energetic at the May 9th uh, speech. Uh, He seems to be very lethargic. But he's going to turn seventy, so you're hitching your wagon to this guy, um, and you know taking up his cause. But I just—it seems to me before you would invade a country. Okay, of so he, he sits million, far
0: away, and he's going to turn seventy. Therefore, he has well, cancer. No, I, I mean, mean I, here's, here's the I, thing. I, 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 here's, I, I, it, I, I saw his full speech like a couple weeks thing, ago, and it was. I've got
1: multiple reasons, and you won't let me give you the thing. So here's the thing. So. Uh, Before you would invade a country of 44 million people and all that involves, you would think it's just a rational person who didn't want to go out with a bang, but who was just trying to make progress to prevent genocide and to weaken NATO. You think that you would call on the U.N. for peacekeeping, and you think you would call on other nations to contribute peacekeeping forces. Uh, And he's got the friendship with China that knows no bounds. He could have Chinese peacekeepers, and they could put uh, purple helmets on them if they didn't want to use blue helmets. Put purple helmets on them if you want. Get Indonesians to come over, give them some. Indonesians got plenty of oil, but you know, work out a deal with the Pakistanis and the Chinese and the, you know, the people who are not aligned with the U.S. as closely, and put them along the border. As tripwire and as a peacekeeping force, you think you would do that before you would invade a country of 44 million? It just doesn't make any common sense what you're saying, Kevin. You would do all the lesser steps before invasion uh, if you were rational. If you're not rational and you want to go out with a bang, you would do it. Putin did. Which is invade a country of 44 million well, people?
0: Well, Sterling, it's it's too bad that you didn't have Putin's ear back last winter, and you could have called so him up. It's too bad. Come up with this Crazy idea, sending a bunch of Pakistanis and Indonesians and and people from He's you know Rwanda. He's well, well south aware that they exist. He so doesn't
1: need me to tell him that.
0: Well, he I don't just think he tried. He
1: did it. not try. So well, who, who who ever thought of this? I, he would have
0: tried. I, I I've been following this issue fairly closely, and I never heard anyone even come up with anything remotely like what you just proposed. Right, and
1: neither did Putin, You're, you're a I genius, think, and nobody else in the whole he,
0: world has thought of this, but they should oh, have. come on. People do
1: peacekeepers have. all the time, Kevin. There are peacekeepers all around the place, and everybody knows that you can ask for peacekeepers, and whether you'll get them is another thing, but if he's got this endless friendship with China, and they got... You yeah, know, 1.2 billion people or more are there, probably 1.3 billion or more now, uh, maybe 1.4 billion by the time we finish our show. Uh, they're going to have a few extra troops to put
0: along the border that he's worried about. And nobody's going to want to kill Chinese troops. Chinese troops. Over. Wait, how are the Chinese troops going to get into the middle of Ukraine or into eastern Ukraine? Well, I'm talking about before the invasion. Right. So how is uh, this going to happen? Ukraine isn't going to let that happen.
1: Well, I'm talking about NATO. You said he was worried about an invasion from the West, but then you kind of backed off that a bit. But wherever the border is that he wants protected, why not try, at least try, Kevin, to get some Chinese or Indonesian or Pakistani troops? And those, you know, two of those are nuclear countries, Pakistan, and nobody's going to want to shoot. Okay, so so this is soldiers. such an
0: obvious idea, Sterling. Who Can you name uh, one well-known figure who, has propo- who proposed this back at the time when it would have been relevant?
1: I don't know that anybody proposed it, Putin should have thought of it himself, because he's the one motivated by the Nazis committing genocide. I think a lot of people don't believe, you know, I don't think Biden believes that there are Nazis committing genocide. If he did. Sterling, if your your proposal
0: was realistic, we would have heard it from one of the thousands and thousands of experts on this kind of issue. And 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 because your proposal is ludicrously unrealistic, we've never heard it from anybody except you. you. No, the reason
1: why you wouldn't have heard about it is because your premise is false. But I'm saying if your premise is true that there's Nazi genocide going on and Putin invaded to stop the Nazi genocide, you know, he would have been able to complain about the Nazi genocide and drum up support for an international peacekeeping operation. But he didn't even try to do that. And the reason why he didn't try to do that, because it would have been laughed out of court because There is no Nazi genocide that he can prove. If he could prove it, he would have proved it.
0: Okay, well, wait wait a second, Sterling. You understand that 35% of the population of what used to be Ukraine is Russian-speaking and essentially sides with Russia in this conflict. The other 65% is non-Russian-speaking, is Ukrainian-speaking, and most of them, though far from all, tend to uh, support the current regime. And given that situation, what we can say is that since since the CIA coup of 2014, uh, which installed a very radical nationalist uh, government that has behind the scenes a lot a lot of powers exercised by these extreme right wing neo Nazi groups, since that time, uh, it, there has been a civil war essentially uh, going on, and the, the fighting in the Donbass has been a civil war. Uh, Putin and the Russians have tried to support the Russian-speaking side, which they, quite correctly, in my view, see as the victims of the CIA coup and the empowerment of the Nazis. Uh, And given that situation, okay, so there's a civil war going on. Uh, and let's just set aside your uh, your idea, because we have to admit that nobody in the world has ever proposed this in the whole history of humanity until you just did on my radio show right now. All so right, let's just say it's probably not realistic for that the reason. The reason
1: why they didn't propose it is because your premise is false. But I'm saying if your premise is true, this is what would have made common sense to do. And he didn't do it. So I don't even think Putin believes. That okay, okay, but let's, anyway, let's, there are more good things. There are more good things about Biden other than his moderate approach of not giving the MIGs to the Ukrainians, not trying to get a no-fly zone with the in the Ukraine war, not sending U.S. troops in, not even keeping the Marines guarding our embassy. He's done a lot of moderate, peacenik things. He hasn't been all out for a war with Russia. But Biden also had a very good Supreme Court nominee, and for decades she's going to vote uh, the right way. I mean, it's good that Biden is on the pro-diversity, uh, pro-choice uh, side of things. And he's for more uh, equality instead of just allowing capitalist excesses to create more and more inequality in America. Well, I mean, that, wait a labor let's, 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 let's focus Biden, on one
0: of those Biden points. That, that was a long diff- list unions. of different points. Pick one. And, the and... Lab- I know you asked me to, to
1: defend Biden. He's got a lot of good points to raise. OK, well, in, we'll, like we'll give you one Dan of them.
0: And, the Don bus. Yeah, so d- d- where do we start here? Diversity? The fighting
1: was going on before Biden got there. uh in the Donbass region, and then he didn't prevent the invasion, but he did warn uh, Putin not to invade, and that there'd be a lot of sanctions, and he came through. And Germany has laws against Nazism. And, you know, Germany's part of NATO. It's a key economic figure in NATO. And there are a lot of people who don't like the Nazis in NATO. So you're you're equating Nazi, NATO with okay, the that, well, of Nazi genocide is, Kind of crazy, Kevin. Now, now we're now we're back
0: to Ukraine. Uh, in terms of Biden being moderate and peace loving and all of that, uh, uh, why has he allowed the same neocons that did 9-11, such as the Newland of the Kagan family, uh, to run Ukraine policy? And then why did he just issue... Uh, a threat to use nuclear weapons in Korea, uh, breaking uh, new ground and horrifying all of Asia. That just happened, I think, yesterday. And why did he uh, walk back the U.S. strategic ambiguity on defending Taiwan and instead say, yes, we will defend well, Taiwan, tearing up U.S. policy for the past 50 years, <laughs> enraging the Chinese, and perhaps starting a war with China?
1: Well, all of what that happened just yesterday, this- I'm going to have to beg off the thing that happened yesterday. I haven't boned up on it yet because, Yesterday was my last day of classes, and I was grading about 100 emails that came in, uh, you know, on the deadline day yesterday, and also I taught a class yesterday. So I haven't boned up on that particular part of the news, so I'm going to beg off that particular point. But, you know, he is, you know the Prince of Peace, Jesus, is a prophet in Islam, correct me if I'm wrong. Not the prophet, a prophet. Uh, I think uh, Muhammad is the prophet for the Sunnis, the last prophet. And it's it's the nephew of Muhammad is the last prophet for the Shia. No, right?
0: no, no. If both Sunni and Shia uh, scholars agree that Muhammad is the last prophet. And uh, Ali, the son-in-law of Prophet Muhammad and peace upon both of them and all prophets, uh, is a, uh, a great religious figure, but not a prophet.
1: Oh, OK. Well, thank you for... Uh Correcting me on that i wasn't sure but i just was asking about that
0: and then i don't know where the sufis are on that prophet issue where same is same thing it's unanimous among all muslims muhammad's oh, the okay. last prophet and, and, and there is, uh, is, a fourth, Ali is a revered religious figure oh,
1: okay there is a fourth uh branch of islam but i never heard much about
0: it but not sufi not sunni not shia are you aware of what it is <laughs> well, there, there are actually a number of sort of different schools oh, okay. of thought. But basically, the simple way to think about this Sterling is that there are five major schools of Islamic law. Four of oh, them okay. are classified as Sunni. One of them is classified as Twelve or Shia. And so that's really the the main. That's all mainstream Islam. Well, and then there are, them, weird, there are also a bunch of weird, gr- a bunch of some groups all outside of, of that. them.
1: In all of them, peace is a value because jesus the prince of peace is a prophet not the prophet or the last prophet so they all respect jesus from what i understand and beat your swords into plowshares and turn the other cheek and blessed are the peacemakers that's those are key parts of jesus's teaching and i'm not trying to be a fundamentalist or radio preacher here i'm just trying to point out maybe we can build some common ground there so if joe biden is not going whole hog for war uh, he's he's holding back on certain things. See, that would be a good thing according to that part of Islam that respects Jesus. Well, wait, 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 wait Sterling.
0: Good... Yes, it's true that Islam respects Jesus, but uh, actually, the Islamic injunctions to peace uh, are apart from the Islamic approach to Jesus. That, in other words, there's a whole bunch of stuff on Jesus and his mother uh, in, in the Quran, and there's also a whole lot of stuff um, in you know telling well, us cool. that uh, means, to, be, that means to try we... to achieve peace.
1: Well, good. That means there's more common ground here, so, and and then Joe Biden is peacenik also because he he single handedly stopped America's longest war in Afghanistan against the military advice of people who wanted 4,500 troops in there indefinitely. And Sterling, you, you know, just scored, mom, <laughs> you yeah, and, scored a
0: and point. Congratulations! You finally scored
1: a point. You don't you don't like the black uh, woman who he appointed to the supreme court he, he loses points for that what's wrong with her
0: she's a perfectly you know, good appointment you know i, I haven't looked uh well, deeply into it I, but okay let, let me tell you why sterling just briefly um in terms of the roe v wade question quite apart yeah, from yeah the, where's, is,
1: where's islam on pro-choice uh
0: the essentially the the school that i practice uh, because that's just what i happen to learn the maliki school tends to be pretty much across the board anti-abortion but exceptions be made for things like uh survive the mother's health or whatever uh their other right. schools are a little bit more loose however the generally abortion is a considered a very bad thing in islam and there are very 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 few abortions in islamic countries however with right. the supreme court issue in, in the united states the i i think that, you know, if you're in the United States, you should try to follow the American Constitution. And Roe v. Wade uh, just made up this right to privacy and no. apply to abortion in a way that makes no sense to me. If no, we had a right to privacy, the first thing you it, would do is take down all of the internet monopolies that violate your privacy every second by spying on you, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and so just making up this non-existent so-called constitutional right to privacy that doesn't exist and then applying it, well, there is, saying, there is a uh, saying that you know, the founding fathers, of course, would would obviously disagree with this, that it's, no, no, you can't no, outlaw we, abortion because of the light. So me, this decision was totally incoherent and ridiculous, no, no, so no. I think but the, the overturning of it is makes a lot more sense in a, from a constitutional law perspective.
1: No, constitutionally, at common law, abortions were illegal. So the founding fathers, abortion was legal at that time. It was common law that came over from England. What happened was the doctors didn't like the midwives taking away business. So they lobbied the legislatures to ban abortions so that the babies would be born and treated by doctors instead of the midwives siphoning off the doctor's business. So it was for purely economic reasons. All you Marxists out there and Kevin's listening audience will love that little point. There. Well, that, that may be true story. That, what, what does that
0: have to do with, with Roe v. Wade's well, claim about
1: privacy? That, that's in Roe versus Wade. So it wasn't originally unconstitutional. And then uh, the other thing was in the fourth amendment, you're allowed to be secure Wait. in your, in your papers, person and uh, pa- person papers and effects. And your person includes your private parts, Kevin, so you can quote me on that one. So uh, so you, if if abortion were a murder, then uh, the police always get to investigate the scene of the murder. So then they would get you to uh, have the woman come down to the police station and have a uh, doctor uh, put her up on the stirrups and get to poke and prod looking for scar tissue or bits of the fetus that were not removed, uh, That uh, a... Uh, friend of a friend was going to have an abortion but then they made her sign this uh informed consent and in the informed consent agreement it said that they might not be able to remove all of the fetus that freaked her out and she said i know what can remove all the fetus giving birth to the fetus and so uh, so she canceled her abortion right there so uh so you're allowed to be secure in your person papers and effects and so enforcing an abortion ban Would be an invasion of the Fourth Amendment, but also there were precedents. Wait, is is that what Roby Wade said? Griswold, Griswold versus Connecticut, 1965 case in Connecticut, a home of Sandy Hook fame, uh, which I think we agree on more or less. But the, um, you know, that said that there's a right to reproductive freedom between married couples on contraception. And so there's no way, no principled way of allowing that Supreme Court precedent to stand. Without extending it to abortion, because contraception involves uh, the womb, uh, and so the, once the womb is deemed to be private from government perspective, and as a small government person, you should like this. You're not for big government, are you? So
0: in uh, the neo. No, Congress, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm just. I, I'm sticking with Roe v. Wade in the decision. You know, I, I'm not yeah, sure Roe whether Roe versus Wade you're are part Bill of that, that decision Bill.
1: or not. Roe versus Wade cites Griswold v. Connecticut in 1965 as the precedent that it's built on. And also, Harry Blackmun wrote the opinion in January of 1973. It was announced. And then uh, the ruling came down. And uh, in the ruling, Blackmun points out that at common law, the law we inherited from England, uh, abortion was legal. There is no... You know, originally it was uh, illegal, and so Roe was wrong to change the law or anything like that. Uh, And Griswold was what really changed the law, and that was not the same court. That was from eight years earlier, roughly, from 1965. And, And then there's no way that the precedent would go on into its 50th year now. It's completed 49 years. It's in its 50th year. There's no way that that precedent would have lasted this long. If it would be as terribly wrong as what you're saying, and people have relied on it, you know, people may have even gotten married, saying, "Well, hell, I don't want to marry Fred if I can't abort his child. Yeah, you know, I don't want to have another one of Fred's kids or something." I've seen how the other grew up from his first marriage. So a lot of people have relied on Roe versus Wade in all sorts of ways. You can't pull the rug out from under people. That's the principle of starry decisis. Leave a law, leave undisturbed, settled matters it's it's a, it's a set, you know settled principle of law it doesn't have constitutional status but you could argue really a due process argument in favor of this decisis, that you got to you know it's it's kind of undue process to pull the rug out from under people after 50 years you say well it was wrongly decided and the guy he's relying on uh, Alita, Just, Justice Alita, to say that Roe v wade is wrongly decided is this guy Polk. So uh, Lord Cook, so or Cook, it's pronounced Cook. Sorry, it's spelled Coke. So Lord Cook, um, uh, and he's a guy who believed in witch trials and stuff like that. And he goes back to the 1600s. So that's not our founding fathers. That's not what uh, you can
0: appeal to here. The
1: founding fathers left abortion alone. They didn't ban.
0: Uh, right. Well, well, had but mid-wise. the states, ultimately, the states uh, had the power to regulate such things. And I'm pretty sure that throughout the 19th century, nobody would have imagined that the U.S. Supreme Court would ever be able to impose a particular standard on all of the states for this or many other similar well, matters. Well, the Fourth
1: Amendment applies everywhere. It, it applied originally in the Bill of Rights in the Fourth Amendment just to the federal government. You know, Congress shall make no law, things like that. But then um, in Barron versus Baltimore, The uh, Bill of Rights, almost all of the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to the Constitution, were applied to the states through the 14th Amendment, uh, various different rulings, due process clause, equal protection. Unfortunately, the Privileges and Immunities Clause Of the 14th Amendment was almost read out of the Constitution by the slaughterhouse cases. So that was a big mistake, but uh, it did happen. Well, see, I I think the
0: most relevant amendment here is the 10th Amendment, which says that uh, those uh, uh, everything else that's not specifically mentioned here is left to the states or to the people. And since right. there is clearly nothing that is specific enough to say one uh, way or Amendment. the other about abortion, therefore, that fourth should be Amendment. left to the states or the people. You have the right to be secure in your person, papers and effects, Kevin. Your yeah, person the per-
1: includes your private parts. You don't want right, the government But the the, the, ba- your- the baby,
0: whether it's being carried in a womb or a sling, also has the same right.
1: Uh, Yeah, privacy for the baby. Your privacy
0: in the womb uh, is violated when you're aborted, just like the privacy in the sling would be violated if somebody murdered you when you were in the
1: sling. The ruling has been that that what they meant by person is uh, someone who's been born. Like your right to citizenship in the the United States, it comes as a a birthright. It's not something you have uh, before you're born. You're not an an American if you're born in uh, Hong Kong uh, not on a US military base but in some uh, in Hong Kong uh, or some foreign country not on a an
0: yeah, right, right. and and so, so this gets this gets to the real issue here and and one of the best things i've read on this issue was is by Ross Duhat in the New York Times and he pointed out that it, the burden of proof is on the people who don't think that abortion is murder to prove that there is some huge difference between the baby uh you know one second before the birth paying start and then the baby one second after No it's
1: it doesn't have to be that extreme you you can allow remember Roe versus Wade allows for uh banning abortion in the third trimester so you know this is a mischaracterization of Roe as abortion on demand at any time Okay so what, so right what's right special about
0: the end of the second trimester and the beginning of the third
1: Well uh there's nothing magical about it they they're trying to approximate you know the law is not uh, as precise as physical science but and actually there's a lot of anomalies uh for example, black female fetuses develop faster than other fetuses do so but the law you you know they 're trying to make one law you know fits all and so but the science studies things and finds out that black female fetuses develop faster in the womb than other fetuses do on average so they're trying to approximate some kind of rough justice here. But uh, the obvious thing is that the fetus is changing. The unborn is changing, even changes names from zygote to embryo. uh, I think blastocyst is thrown in there and then eventually fetus and, and eventually newborn if it goes to term. So, but it's brainless. You can only murder a person. You're not just murdering potential like when you're killing cells that could be cloned. So the, uh, zygote doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have a personality. Sometimes fetuses develop a personality around quickening. Some of them are more rambunctious personalities that when you play Elvis, they kick the mother and the mother can feel the kicking. So at some point, I think they do develop a personality and they can feel pain. They become sentient beings. But uh, and so morally, you may have an objection to it at that point. But legally, uh, the Constitution says what it says. And you have a right to be secure, and so so does that unborn baby.
0: Again, it's it's, you're just arguing about when that when you would say that baby is sentient. Well, we could argue about unreasonable.
1: The the way the Fourth Amendment is worded, it says no unreasonable searches and seizures. And you could say that it's reasonable once the fetus becomes sentient, uh, just like we prohibit cruelty to animals, they're they're sentient beings. But nobody gets arrested for being cruel to an orchid, right? Because they don't feel pain. Uh the secret lives of plants, notwithstanding so uh so you could make an I'm argument sure that at some point during the pre and then, and then Roe versus Wade allows that Roe versus Wade says that the states can put growing uh levels of uh restrictions during the second trimester, and then the third trimester, a state could even ban abortion under Roe versus Wade
0: so yeah okay well we're, we're at the last 30 seconds here so i'm gonna have to say that you raised one really good point which is that biden somehow managed to get out of afghanistan against Yay, a lot of pressure which tr- trump yeah you, you won you won that point i i have no real good rebuttal and to he did it. it
1: against military advice he single-handedly did it and he, yeah. he he even gave him more time to adjust than trump gave him
0: so okay uh, he, he delayed so, so you, you, but then he you got totally out w- you won that part. I have no rebuttal All right. whatsoever. We agree. we agree. We agree. Congratulations. A big
1: agreement. I, the rest I of it, it I'm
0: not so sure about. But, well, uh, we'll, we'll
1: have another show in, we'll in have, six have months a year, and we'll see how Joe does after the midterms or something.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Sterling Harwood. Uh, you're, you're a good lawyer to argue with. Oh, I, uh, thank you. I'm, please, please I'm glad I don't have to go book, up you in court.
1: Please buy my book, The Greatest Mystery of the Beatles, on There's Amazon. Mr. The, the Greatest Mystery of the Beatles.
0: Bye, Sterling Harwood. Okay, thanks, Sterling. Take care.
1: All right, thanks a lot, Kevin. Take care. Right. Bye-bye.
0: That's Sterling Harwood, philosophy professor and lawyer. Kevin Barrett here. TruthJihad.com is the website. You're listening to Revolution.Radio, the greatest of listener-sponsored networks. Total free speech. Support it. Go to Revolution You'll pick something. And come back next week. Kevin Barrett.